to A Day in Her Life podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Rinnick, and I'm fascinated by how other women make it all work. Because of the holiday week, happy Labor Day, this week's episode is a mini episode focused on books and reading. I don't know that we'll always do a mini episode on holiday weeks, but it seemed to fit this week, and I'm really excited to talk about books and reading today. I was doing some reflecting on the episodes thus far, and one of the themes that has come up with a number of guests has been reading. I believe I've talked with it at least with Christina, Kate, Julia, Claire, Zara, Caro, and next week's guest, Liz. And I love reading. It is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I am always reading or listening to something. And so it's definitely one of my most texted about themes with my friends and wanted to share a little bit more about my reading in my everyday And as I mentioned in the mini episode about food, I'm really hoping that these mini episodes could be expansions on conversations with guests about specific topics in more detail than we might go into in a regular episode. So since we don't usually go too deep into books, I thought a mini episode format could be great to share some recommendations and talk about how I fit in reading in my everyday. And then hopefully we'll hear from more guests over time about the topic. So either way, I would love to hear your feedback on our mini episodes. You can comment on Instagram. You can message me on the contact form at adayinherlife.com. But really looking forward to hearing more from you about how you feel about these mini episodes. So I have a bunch of questions drafted out about reading that would fit for a bunch of guests. So I'll kind of ask myself those questions and go from there. So what am I currently reading? So right now on audiobook, I am re-listening to the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. I have just, I'm like just at the very end of book 3.5. These are really long audiobooks. So if you are looking for an audiobook that is long and you want to get completely immersed in it, I would definitely recommend A Court of Thorns and Roses. I think the audiobooks are 16 hours for the first book. 23 for the second book and 25 hours for the third book. And then the 3.5 book is, I think, only eight hours. They also have a dramatic reading, like a cast production of uh, the books on audiobook. And I would 100% not recommend those. Um, There are some sound effects that you don't really need to hear when you're listening to an audiobook. So, would definitely not recommend those that. I did that for the second book. It's much shorter, so it was only 16 hours as opposed to, I think, 23 hours with the regular narrator, but I just wouldn't do it again. On Kindle, I am reading Social Engagement by Avery Carpenter Forey and really enjoying that right now. Um, I think the main characters went to Brown and I did as well, so loving some of the references to things in Providence that I love dearly. How do I make time for reading in my day? So the main ways that I read are either audiobooks and occasionally a physical or hard copy book if I'm really into it. So audiobooks, my toxic trait is that I listen to audiobooks at two speed. This is something my husband absolutely can't stand. But that is probably one of the reasons that I get through audiobooks pretty quickly. I listen on Libro FM, which is a it's similar to Audible, but it supports local bookstores. I also listen to Libby, which is the Libby app, um, is available through libraries, and that you can request and download Kindle books or audiobooks directly from the library of your choosing. 
And you can link to many library cards to one Libby account. So you have a wider net of getting a book early or in time. I can't recommend the Libby app enough and using your local library. I rarely pay. I do the subscription through Libro FM monthly. And otherwise, I rarely pay for audiobooks because I get them off the Libby app pretty quickly. A lot of times the audiobook is available sooner than the Kindle book. And that suits my needs just fine. I also have been listening to books on Scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D. This is better for uh, the romance type novels, if you will. I have read the Beautiful Bastard series on Scribd. So they have a lot of Christina Lauren, Elsie Silver, Megan Quinn. All of those are available on Scribd. And I would kind of think of it as like a little bit of a Kindle Unlimited for audiobooks. I don't know how much longer I'll continue the subscription because I'm able to get most of what I want through Libby or Libro FM, but that is an option as well. So I listen to audiobooks all the time. I I think Kara Chambers mentioned that audiobooks are like the greatest productivity hack. I will do just about anything listening to an audiobook. I will fold laundry. I will garden. I will cook. I will clean. As long as I have an audiobook in my ear, I'm pretty happy to do all of those things. And I find that I'm able to stay in the story and conscious of what I'm doing at the same time. Uh, so I really, that I will do audiobooks pretty much all the time. And often when I'm going to bed, I will listen to an audiobook while I'm brushing my teeth or getting ready for bed. I also have been prioritizing reading a physical book or a Kindle book at night. So I, Um, download books on the Kindle from the Libby app. I also have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I think I mentioned uh, before that I divorced myself from my parents' Kindle account so that I could use my own Kindle Unlimited and they didn't have to see what I was reading. Um, And really happy with both of those options. In the past, I used to have a book of the month subscription and I loved that, but I was finding that I wasn't reading the hard copies as quickly as I was getting them and I was building up a pretty big to be read pile. I also was finding that I would get the book in hard copy from book of the month, but then I would download the audiobook when it came available from the library. And so I have paused my book of the month subscription for now. I also, the way that I also get physical books is I'll pre-order books from a local bookstore so that I'll get some of those um, books that I'm really excited about right when they come out from the Kindle or from the local bookstore. And pre-orders, from what I've heard, go a long way to supporting the author when they premiere on the bestseller list. So if it's an author that I'm really excited about, a book that I really want to read, I will often pre-order it from a local bookstore so that the author gets credit for the pre-order and hopefully that boosts their sales. I also love supporting small bookstores. So if I'm out shopping or I'm traveling and I see a small bookstore, I will usually go in and buy a book. I am trying to limit myself to buying books until I've finished what's on my to-be-read pile. I'll share a picture of what my current setup looks like in terms of books that I need to read. But I try to keep that stack of books pretty small. I also will, as soon as I read a book, if my friends or family don't want it, I will go give it to the local lending library or free little free library. In our town, I can think of four or five little free libraries within walking distance. And I think they're just the most charming little things. I would love to have one on our corner. But 
I will go drop books in there. I've found books in there. Um, I love a little free library. All right. What are my favorite reading? What do what are my favorite things to read? So recently I have been leaning into romance books. So Christina Lauren, Chloe Lisa, um, some of the series of a lot of romance books come in series. And I really enjoy that because then I just kind of know what to read next. I think I do sometimes need a break from that. And I read a lot of contemporary fiction as well. I also love reading autobiographies read by the author. So if you think Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights, Michelle Obama, Becoming, uh, Ali Wong, Dear Girls, uh, Mindy Kaling, any of her books, Selma Blair, Mean Baby, all of those are narrated by the author when you listen to them on audiobook. And I really find that the characters or not the characters because it's not a biography, but the author is able to communicate far more emotion in the reading because they lived it and then just a regular narrator. And I think about like Jessica Simpson's audiobook, um, like and Selma Blair, they like cry at different points of the story because it was very emotional for them. And I think that that comes across really strongly and it makes it a more personal tale in my mind. So I love listening to autobiographies read by the author. I have also been into more magical realism and fantasy than I ever would have thought. Um, magical realism is, I would say, different than fantasy. Magical realism in from some of the books that I've read recently tends to involve more of a like world that looks very similar to ours with small differences, usually time travel or something like that. Um, I think about the... Um, the Dinner List in Five Years, uh, One Italian Summer, all of those by Rebecca Sorrell. Also, The Seven Year Slip by Ashley Poston. Those are all books that have themes of magic that are not too far off from reality that you can kind of see them in your world. I would say fantasy, more like A Court of Thorns and Roses, uh, Fourth Wing. Those are definitely books that are, I would consider fantasy, where there's dragons and uh, characters with wings. That's definitely more of a fantasy book. And I have found that I've actually really enjoyed fantasy more than I ever thought that I would. I, I can't imagine what goes through the fantasy writer's thoughts and how they come up with a world in the way that they do, but really have enjoyed those. Um, so mostly I would say I read fiction romance, lighter books, not really deep, heavy books. I love a good mystery or thriller, but often find that I need a little bit of a palate cleanser after that. I have young kids. I am tired. Sometimes when a really a book stresses me out a lot, that's not exactly what I'm looking for in that escape. But I do love a few different mystery writers and thriller writers that I will mention when I talk about books that I like or authors that I like. What have you read recently and really liked? I will preface this by saying that this list is only from books that I've read this year. So in 2023, I could go on for longer about a lot of different books, but this is really just the list from this year. I loved Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver. It focuses on a boy in Appalachia and has a lot of themes around um, opioid addiction and the struggles in that community. And I have read a lot of books about that and really enjoyed the way that Barbara Kingsolver told this tale. Another book that's nonfiction, but 
really written well was um, The Empire of Pain by Patrick Radden Keefe. That's a really good nonfiction book. I read that, I think, last year or the year before and really enjoyed that. I also loved Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. Um, it, was, it takes place in New York at the backdrop of a Saturday Night Live-esque comedy show, and then COVID kind of hits. It, I really enjoyed that book. The Winners by Frederick Bachman. So this is the third installment of the Beartown series. If you haven't read the Beartown series, I would absolutely recommend it. It focuses on a hockey team in an unidentifiable place um, and the rival hockey team. It's a really, really good book. And and the third book, The Winners, was really long but really well done. And I absolutely loved it. I just recently read The Book of Two Ways by Jodi Pakul. She's an author that I'll read just about anything she writes. And she writes a lot of books that are told from multiple perspectives. This book was different in the sense that it was told from only one narrator's perspective, but it covers a few different timelines. I This book also covered a lot of ancient Egypt and Egyptology, which is something I just know absolutely nothing about, but really, really loved. So would absolutely recommend The Book of Two Ways. The Seven-Year Slip, as I mentioned by Ashley Poston, has some magical realism and just a really heartwarming story. I loved it. The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros I read and really loved. It takes place in a magical world and there's dragons and it was great. Um, Same Time Next Summer by Annabelle Monahan. She also wrote Nora Goes Off Script. I loved it. And this is about woman in a seaside town and a young love. And I would read probably anything that Annabelle Monahan writes too. I also loved Cloud Cuckoo Land. This is a book that I got as like an available now on the library before we went on a spring vacation. And I don't think I would have read it otherwise, but I absolutely adored this book. And it talks a lot about themes of literature and reading and writing in all different time periods from uh, the BC timeframe to AD, but it's fiction and it is told so well. So absolutely loved Cloud Cuckoo Land, would 100% recommend that. In terms of some more Brad, Beach Read After Dark is a term from uh, Beach Reads and Bubbly. So in terms of the more Brad romance novel category, I read the Beautiful Bastard series by Christina Lauren. These are a lot of peppers, ladies. So be prepared if that's what you're looking for. There are a lot of peppers in this series. The Bergman Brothers series by Chloe Liza and the Windy City series by Liz Tom Ford. Those are probably some of my favorites this year. And I, but I've read a fair number of them. I also really liked The Locker Room by Megan Quinn. And I am excited to dig into more of Megan Quinn's books. All right. So how many books do I usually read each year and do I have a goal? So currently I have read 85 books this year, but I don't have a goal. Last year I read 71 and the year before I read 44. So I've been increasing the number of books that I'm reading per year. And I think that that is attributed to a few things. So number one, there really aren't any TV shows that my husband and I are watching or that I'm really into on my own. And so a lot of the times at night, I'm either working on the podcast, listening to an audiobook and knitting, or if there is something we're really into, I will watch that. 
we'll watch that together. But most of the time I'm listening to something in my ears and fiddling with knitting or needle pointing. Um, I also am prioritizing reading before bed. So I'm trying to have some time to read before I go to sleep instead of just hitting the bed and going to sleep and also listening to books before bed. I also am leaning, as I mentioned, more into romance novels and brads. And to be honest, those are not the most mentally taxing books and they're often pretty short. So not pretty short, I mean, pretty short. They're like 10 hours of audio. And when you read at your two speed, that's five hours. So it's a lot faster. But because those books aren't as mentally taxing, they I'm not spending a long time reading through the beautiful prose and digging into the that. So that not to say that there's nothing beautiful and spectacular about romance books, but that's probably one of the reasons as well. Who are some authors that I would read anything that they write? So I've mentioned a few already, Annabelle Monahan, Christina Lauren, Jody Pakul, uh, but definitely a few more. Sarah J. Mass, I mentioned I'm rereading the Akatar series. I've read all of her series so far. Um, Court of Thorns and Roses, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. So we'll pre-order and download immediately anything that, and buy immediately anything that she writes. I also love Allie Hazelwood. She wrote The Love Hypothesis um, and Love Theoretically and a few others. She focuses on women in STEM and her books also tend to have a little bit of steam to them. Really enjoy her books. Christina Lauren, um, this is actually two women. I think I mentioned them earlier, but they I will read anything that they write. They have a huge back catalog. So if you're looking to get into some books, Christina Lauren is a great place to start. Ellen Hildebrand, I will read anything that she writes. She, her books just transport to a very summer place. Or if you read the Winter in Paradise series, a very winter place um, and tropical place. But I just love the way that she writes a story that you want to enjoy. I just finished 28 Summers by her and happy Jake and Mallory weekend to those who celebrate. Um, 28 Summers was probably one of my favorites she's written, but I will, as I said, I'll read anything. A few other authors that I would read, I have read a lot and will continue to read a lot of their books. Robert Gilbraith, that's, or Galbraith, that is a pen name of J.K. Rowling. While I don't support J.K. Rowling's uh, beliefs, I do love her Cormoran Strike novels. So I will continue to read those. Those are more mystery. Uh, they're really, really smartly written. Sometimes I think they could be a little shorter, but really enjoy those. I also have read and enjoyed a number of books by Karen Slaughter. Uh, she has written a bunch of thriller books. Some of them are a bit graphic, so I would make sure you like check any of the trigger warnings that might be disturbing to you, but I really enjoy her books, and those are more of the thriller variety, um, but would love any recommendations of thrillers or books that you're really loving in that vein. How do I track what I read? So I use Storygraph, and I divorced myself from uh, Goodreads uh, because I wanted to find a different tool. And I really like Storygraph so far because it gives you a good, uh, it gives a lot of visuals about what you're reading and uh, like like analytics, I guess, about what you're reading, which I really enjoy. And so I will share a video of what my Storygraph looks like on Instagram so you can kind of get an idea of what I 
how that looks. But I've been really happy with StoryGraph so far. So if you're looking to switch, I would recommend. And then what is my next up book? So I just discovered that Float Plan has a few more books in the series and I really enjoyed Float Plan. So I'm planning on adding those to my list. I am waiting on the next Court of Thorns and Roses, which is a Court of Silver Flames on the library. So I'm hoping to read that soon. I also have the True Love Experiment from Christina Lauren. I pre-ordered that. So I'm excited about that. And then also the new Catherine McGee book, the fourth American Royals book, Rain, has just arrived. And so uh, those are all books that I'll probably start soon. And then I saw Tibble do this recently. So things I bought and liked on Instagram, what's on your holds list? And I thought this would be a really fun thing to go through. So um, let me pull up my holds list and I'll also put this on Instagram so you can get an idea of what my holds list looks like on Libby. But on Libby, I have on hold This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. This was a recommendation from Colleen in one of our earlier episodes. Um, Chloe Lisa, Two Wrongs Make a Right. Lisa Jewell, None of This is True. Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins. Uh, as I said, The Court of Silver Flames. I have the audiobook for Rain, which is the American Royals book by uh, Catherine McGee on hold. Uh, Rebecca Yaros, The Things We Leave Unfinished. Angie Kim, Happiness Falls. She, Angie Kim wrote um, Miracle Creek, which was one of my favorite books of 2020. And so I'm really excited to read her next book, Happiness Falls. I have Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. Ann Patchett's another book that I really en- or author that I really enjoy. And Tom Lake has is performed by Meryl Streep, which I'm really excited to hear that audiobook. I listened to The Dutch House as well. I think I talk about The Dutch House with Julia on her episode, but it's narrated by Tom Hanks. So good on Ann Patchett for getting some really fun narrators. I also have Haley Jacobson, Old Enough on hold. I have the audiobook of Happiness Falls. I have uh, Business or Pleasure on hold, You with a View by Jessica Joyce, uh, Jessica Knoll, Bright Young Women, and Magnolia Parks by Jessa Hastings. So I'll show you what my holds thing looks like on Instagram, but those are the books that I have on hold right now uh, and thought that was a really fun way to share. And then where do I find recommendations? So I find recommendations for books everywhere. So I have a bunch of friends that I will text for recommendations. I uh, find them often on Instagram. So things I bought and liked, um, Beach Reads and Bubbly, Read Between the Wines, um, Carly, uh, Becca Freeman, uh, Olivia Munter, they do the book Bad on Paper podcast. They have some great recommendations. Grace Atwood has great recommendations. So I found a bunch of people whose books tend to fall into the categories that I like to read. And I will add them to my holds list or request them on Libby like as soon as I see something on Instagram that I want to read. And so those are some of the main places I find recommendations. Um, Christina, who is on CT Shop Guide, she has some great recommendations as well. And Kara Chambers has a lot of good recommendations that she shares. Um, And so those are probably the primary places that I get my recommendations for books. Uh, But I would love to hear where you're getting your recommendations as well. 
All right. So I think that covers all the main questions and topics I wanted to hit on for books and reading. Um, would love to hear any feedback that you all have either on Instagram at a day in her life pod or at a day in her life.com. There's a contact form. I would love any book recommendations where you're getting your recommendations, any authors I should look into, but really excited to hear from you. And thank you for listening to today's mini episode. I hope you had a great wrap of your summer and I am so excited about the guests that we have planned for the fall. We have so much coming up on A Day in Her Life, and I'm really excited about where that's headed. So as always, thank you for being here and letting me be a little part of a day in your life. I hope you have a great one. 